The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Nice. Shiny. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and new looks for time-honored foods. Nice. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosa. On this week's show, we roll on up through the recent headlines, and I have a hopefully helpful hint about keeping your phone's notifications from constantly interrupting you and driving you up the wall and also running your battery down. I need this. I need this. Desperately need this. Yes. Desperately, but so hold on a second. I have to tell you something. You got something here? I'm getting very annoyed by Disney. In what aspect? Well, it was it, this about Star Wars still? No, it's not about Star Wars. That ship has sailed. Yes. Yeah, so they ruined it. Yes. They completely ruined it, and I'm not never going to forgive them for Except it. Except for Baby Yoda. Yes, Baby Yoda, of course. But these live-action versions of their animated classics. Like the Lion King with the computer animals? That looked kind of freaky. Yeah. Lion King. What is it, Aladdin? Uh, Aladdin, yeah. They've yeah. got Mulan coming out. Mulan's coming out. They did uh, the Beauty and the Beast and all that stuff. Maleficent is uh, sort of kind of sort of in that, but it's not really. Yeah, it's there sort wasn't of based a big on... animated armor. Well, it was, was it? Um, it was Snow White. Okay. Or Sleeping Beauty. One of those. It's one of those. E- Evil Queen territory, yes, probably dating to the 1930s. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It has something to do with one of those. But you mentioned it before we went on the air. Yes. That they take one property and beat it to death. I saw Aladdin on Broadway not too long ago with the kids. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was great. But then we went home and it was on pay-per-view. That's the one with the Will Smith as the genie yes, that scared Will people? Yes, Will Smith is in the, is the genie, right? They, originally he was blue and it freaked people out. It was sort of like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. And we're sitting there and I'm staring at our shelf where we have Aladdin the animated movie. Oh, with the Blu-ray. Robin Williams as the yes. genie back in the day. It's like... What, you know, come on. It's like they're ringing out, and then they do sequels yeah. of the animated things, which are terrible. Yeah. Historically, that's really bad. Disney is, they, I mean, that's kind of their business model is take even an ancient folk tale and just keep retelling it and retelling it in different formats. And pretty soon you're going to see Baby Yoden meets Aladdin's genie. and <laughs> They're beating a dead horse is what's happening. And I'm starting to really kind of like, like think – Oh, what else you got, Disney Plus? I would like to see some fresh original material. Yes. Even though, you know, you can't find value in, uh, you know, converting a an old folk tale to modern times and seeing that, you know, some things are universal truths. It also gets repetitive and boring. And, and a lot of repetitive. the old folk tales are very black and white. There's not a lot of room for moral ambiguity or the gray areas that uh, are a fact of modern life today. Even less subtle than that. The movies are terrible. And, and, and then the They're movies really blow. They're really bad. Yeah. yeah. They're like really bad. It's like, okay, we didn't need The Lion King to be done again. Although it probably made a bazillion dollars. Well, it's got a fan base. I, I will admit that I was intrigued by Mulan just for seeing the trailer because I saw the trailer when I went to see like 1917 or some really yeah, yeah. super intense war movie and just the way it was filmed. And of course, it's a trailer, so you don't see the whole thing. But it reminded me very much of, of the Ang Lee, the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Ooh. and all that the beautifully filmed and fluid String cinematography. And, yeah, yeah, and it was just, it's like, oh, that kind of, and, and not for nothing, strong female protagonist. Yeah, I, can, um, I can get behind that. There's no singing. Yeah, so. I don't think they have, I, I don't know if the original had. I think the original Yeah, had. I think the original was, a, yeah, was it. But, but this one is, you know, pure 
live action. Looks like it was filmed in certain locations that, mm-hmm. that might have actually been uh, real. So I will probably see that one at some point. Just be and and yeah, it's a property that's been recycled. And before Disney had it, it was a the tale before then. Yeah. But to your point, though, some things like how you know what haven't we seen the Lion King in as a format? It's been an animated film. It's been a Broadway show. It's been a live action film. I'm sure there's a video game in there somewhere. This is a warning to Pixar. If they put Toy Story on Broadway, I'm going to go nuts. Ooh. I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to stand outside the theater and just heckle everyone who goes in. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, Don't uh, do it, Pixar. Yeah, well, plus, you know, you'd be fulfilling your, your creed as a New Yorker to heckle. <laughs> of course. When they do Avengers Endgame on Broadway, mm-hmm. I'm going to get upset. You think Spider-Man might have turned him off of the whole, you know, you know yeah. superhero? The, yeah. the kind of special effects that you want to do in a superhero movie can be kind of dangerous. Yeah, when 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 you got spider guys falling out of the sky. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man calling like ambulance. Yeah, yeah, that one was a... All right, I'm sorry. That was my rant. All right, so... Uh, Forgive me. But now I, I, I see your point. It, yeah. it would be nice to have fresh new things, nice. especially with all of the outlets we have uh, in which to watch them now. Exactly. Too many yeah. outlets, but that's another rant for another day. Yes. All right. Well, well, let's do some news. news. Uh, it's a little um, pandemic-y. And, and <laughs> yes. at, on our last show, we, we um, were discussing epidemic versus pandemic. pandemic right? and. I went and looked it up, and, and an epidemic, I think, uh, as defined by the World Health Organization, is sort of a regional outbreak mm. that's that's not—it's um, it, serious, but it's not as widespread, whereas pandemic, it goes global. There's bigger numbers of people getting involved. I don't know if they're quite calling the coronavirus a pandemic yet because a lot of the global spread has been sort of small, isolated, a couple hundred yeah. cases popping up. But it's also not over yet. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not over. And the impact that it is having uh, on the tech industry shall be noted here. The ongoing spread of the, I guess it's technically called uh, COVID-19. COVID-19, That's right. its uh, gamer name or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, coronavirus uh, continues to <laughs> shake. DJ t- name. Yes. That's the DJ name. And it's shaken up the tech industry. It's a respiratory illness uh, that I believe they re- thought originated in Wuhan, China. It has closed factories and stores throughout that country. Uh, and because Apple does a lot of its production in China, that has hindered their production and supply chains and even caused the company to miss its revenue forecast uh, for uh, the current quarter. I think they were forecasting like $63 billion or something. And, and Tim Cook had done a shareholders meeting and said, look, we're dealing with this. And What, they only made $58 billion? Just down oh, a tad. I don't, I don't know what the exact numbers are, are since these are just the forecast. But uh, so, so they're having – and Apple's just one of many companies that does a lot of their hardware production uh, in China. So Pretty much everyone does, huh? Th- this will, will uh, feel – I think have ripples across the industry. Um, despite those disruptions, though, uh, the Boy Genius Report is hinting that Apple may release a new iPhone next month, give or take, you know, depending on how bad their supply lines are messed up. But uh, they're hinting this could possibly be an affordable uh, iPod Touch-based update to the iPhone SE with multiple color options. Remember when they did like yeah, the yeah, 5C yeah. with the pink? Mm-hmm. And the yeah, so th- there's a certain segment of the population that does not want a giant phone that costs uh, $1,200. They just want a very simple phone. They're fine with a foreign screen. They like the Touch ID because they don't like the facial recognition stuff uh, doing whatever. And the smaller screen is fine for what they need to do. Yeah. And they, Apple had made this iPhone SE a few years back, and it was very popular, but we haven't seen a lot of, of updates to that. Boy Genius Report was even hinting that they might call it the iPhone 9. No. after Because the, the 8 was – the because you remember as they skipped from yeah. – I, I don't know if that – because Apple – 
does not sound like they would go back and do that no. since they're kind of kind of weird. And they're also doing this thing which they did with the last iPad, where they just stopped putting any kind of adjective or number right. after it. It's just this is iPad now right. after we've had the iPad two and the iPad Air and, and all of those. Right. So they're they're hinting that that there is uh, something coming because they do need an entry level. Afford- they do, of course they do, but they 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 shouldn't do it at the expense of my joke. Yeah, or if they do do it, they should give you one for yes, free for should. naming that phone for Hello. them. No, yes, yes. C- c- could you live on the smaller phone? I know you've got no, the the Samsung. <laughs> I'd give it to my kid. Yeah, yeah. Go play. Go break this. Yeah, yeah. Here's here, here's the phone that yeah, Papa exactly. named. Oh. Yes. <laughs> This is just boy, and that may have been an internal product designation on there. Yeah, somebody's being snide. Yeah, or or they they they're with you on on the lack of a nine. In other Apple rumors, the Verge side is also floating the idea that Apple will soon let users pick third party apps for default and browser functions. Because as you know now. If you use iOS, if you click a link, Safari is going to pop up because you can't really designate that you yes, want you Chrome can't. or Firefox. Yeah, and if you want to check your mail, you got to use the iOS mail, which uh, shall we not say is the sleekest of all mobile no, mail clients? It's definitely not sleek. Still rumors though, so so we'll see what happens. But uh, a lot of these sites are pointing to Apple having some sort of March event, uh, and March is like practically now. Yeah. Practically now. So we'll see if any of these Apple rumors come to light, but it is kind of nice to have the spring rumor season uh, yeah, yeah. ahead of the Worldwide Developers Conference rumor season and then the fall uh, rumor season. <laughs> Just move- a year-long rumor season. Yeah, that's the tech world. Moving on from that, though, in some places, uh, misinformation about the aforementioned coronavirus is spreading faster than the virus itself. Really? Imagine that. And this has prompted Facebook to crack down on ads falsely promoting cures or absolute preventions for the illness. And um, they also are knocking down posts that ramp up the fear-mongering around the outbreaks, you know, trying to create this sense of urgency that if you don't buy this or do that, you're going to die. So they're actually policing their platform, uh, not for politics, though, but But, for- you know, it just so happens that we have an essential oil, a pop tech jam essential <laughs> yes. oil that will help prevent the yes. coronavirus. Just three easy payments of ninety nine ninety five. Yes, and and we will uh, <laughs> personally autograph. It. Yes, we will personally autograph. Yes, yeah, so now Facebook will not list this podcast. Of course, cause, yes, because yeah. we promoted a false product. Yeah, that's right. If they're paying attention, that's right. Um, but uh, so, so so they're having a. a um, an attempt at self-policing here. And, uh, of course, these numbers will be outdated by the hearing of this, but they're saying about 79,000 people around the world have been infected as of now with 2,600 people uh, having died from COVID-19. So it is Serious? accelerating. Yeah. yeah. And as Business Insider reports, uh, Facebook utilizes fact checkers to check dubious claims and subsequently suppress them in its news feed. And in late January, it announced it was taking the additional step of outrightly removing false information about the outbreak – that had been flagged by leading global health organization and local health authorities because they could cause harm to the people who believe in them. So here they're actually, I guess, politics because it is such a dubious slide between uh, truth and stretching and, yeah. and falseness. But this global epidemic pandemic thing, that's a little more concrete. And yes, they are, just a little bit. are stepping up here to, to whack some of the misinformation that's going around. And you know what? Surgical masks might not really help. 
Just saying. Yeah, not yeah. those little, like the little things you get, you know, in the in Dwayne Reed. Yeah, yeah. You I think you have a to have like specific kind of like the N ninety five that blocks ninety five exactly of your particular. You, that's exactly yeah, the which one you, seals nicely around. There you go. I, I have, and it's very uncomfortable, by the way. Yeah, I have seen because New York always has to be in on it. I have seen a couple of, of photos. I think one might even be on the cover of one of the tabloids this week. The stylish black face mask yes. paired oh. with the Donna Karan yes, uh, outfit uh, somewhere in Manhattan. Got to be stylish. You know, it is like a sci-fi movie all of a sudden, right? Yeah. If you think about it, people walking around with gas masks on and stuff. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a dystopian sci-fi movie. Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, happening. At nervous making times. It is. Circling back uh, just for a moment, though, to uh, politics and social media, Uh-oh. which is going to be an ongoing story all this year uh, because election. In but, the U.S. Yes, in the U.S. But it's the Michael Bloomberg campaign that's um, kicking up some dust here. I, apparently, apparently he's got a, a meme factory thing going uh, with certain accounts posting uh, things on his behalf. Yep. And they're uh, ducking Instagram's official system for disclosing that money has changed hands when there are these advertisements. The company, as we know, owned by Facebook, says that all creators posting sponsored content on behalf of the presidential campaigns must use uh, the official brand and content tool to mark themselves as advertising. You know, it's the attempt at transparency. But a lot of these meme-churning accounts are switching their status from public to private. Which means that new followers have to request to follow account and then they see the stuff that way. As the New York Times explains, going private is a known growth hack among meme pages. And the Times says that uh, in 2018, many of Instagram's top meme pages locked down their accounts to gain followers this way. Meme pages often flip between private and public. Some use auto-accept programs to manage the flow of followers. So even though it's set to private, it's still a bot that's deciding if you can uh, watch. And all of this allows the account holders to deny requests from journalists perhaps wanting to report on these and others uh, who might actually uh, narc out the account for violating the rules. So mm, so this nice. whole public-private thing is uh, – Lovely. Yeah. And and Mikey Bloomberg is uh... – Well, the Bloomberg – and I think he had about 70 accounts knocked off of one of the other social media sites, either Twitter or Facebook. Because they were, were breaching the rules, but he, he does have um, money to fund this operation. Oh, Bloombito, Bloombito. Yes, he's, uh, it's going to be this crazy year. Yes. Moving on, though, Google Translate. Uh, let, I know that. Stay global. Did they uh, kill it? Uh, no. Oh, uh, no, they it, didn't. Oh, wow. Surprising. No, it's, it seems to be one that they like. It now supports 108 languages. Having That's just, made up. There's not 108 languages in the world. Well, they, they might be kind of Klingon and pirate, too. But, <laughs> But uh, they've just added five new ones. And this is the first time in four years that they've added new languages. So if you uh, need translations in Kenyarwanda, Araya, Tatar, Turkmen, or Uyghur, Google is here for you. Nice. This particular set of languages are spoken by more than 75 million people worldwide. Get out of here. That's a lot of people. Yeah, there's probably a few in New York you know, who speak these. I don't these. doubt it. I don't doubt it. So, so new, new stuff in Google Translate there. Definitely in Queens. <laughs> yes, which is the most populous and diverse borough of yes, all is. of the New York City, right? Yes, it is. Speaking of Google, its Nest Cams recently suffered a network outage that knocked out many of the services, including live video streams, the aware video history clips, and sightline time lapses. This is Google's sort of competing product to the Amazon Ring. What was it, the purge? No, everything was up and running a few hours later, oh, okay. and a spokesperson said... The outage was due to a scheduled storage server software update that, quote, did not go as well as planned, end quote. Some people were – did we get hacked? Is Are everyone – you know, are the hackers looking at all of this network? Uh, which ring has had that problem as well. So naturally yeah. everyone just thought, oh, if it's down, then, then there's some kind of security hack. But 
But they I, say I it love, was the server update. I love that when they say stuff like that. Yeah. That was a planned outage. It was a, uh, you know, it was a server upgrade that went south. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you yeah, don't even know what if the it's, heck happened. Well, even if it's some schlub who trips over the plug yeah. and knocks the thing out of the wall on the electricity, it, you know, it's always unplanned event. Yes, of course. So anyway, hopefully the Google Nest users are nesting again. Amazon has officially opened its first full-size grocery store with the cashierless checkout there. Really? So people can go in, uh, shop, and leave without having to deal with people uh, making sure that they paid for their products. See, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. I was ranting about something similar on Twitter yesterday. Yes. Right? There's a corporate cafeteria that shall remain nameless. Yes. Where... You go in there, and you had a nice interaction with the people who work there. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. yeah I'm getting the sandwich yeah. and the soda. How's the kids? Life yeah. good? Good. That's fine. Yeah, yeah human you go, Right, human interaction. You go ask for a sandwich. It's like, hey, you know, put a little, you know, could you put just a smidgen of mustard on there? Uh-huh. And just a little, you know. Yeah. But no, now it's just touch pads. Ooh. Like you're at a McDonald's. So there are probably coronavirus vectors too. That's exactly it. We think there's a possible pandemic here, and you want us to start touching pads that everyone else is touching. And then eat. And then eat. Yes. I mean, uh, I, but no, besides the point, it's like, I want human beings. I'm not, you know. Yeah, so the Amazon Go doesn't sound like it no, would be your. No, I mean, what? You know, sometimes technological advancements aren't necessarily the best thing. Definitely not for society and, yeah. and community and social yeah. interaction. Yeah. But Amazon is, is plowing forward because, oh, yeah. as you know, they own Whole Foods. They so do. just wait for that math to add up. But uh, to use it, customers just scan a QR code in the Amazon Go app on their smartphones when they enter the store. And then cameras and sensors inside take it from there. This is a step up from the Amazon Go convenience stores, which I think we uh, squawked about a couple of years ago when yes, they first did. began rolling them out. Um, those also track people through the aisles and record what they pick up and left with and then charge their accounts accordingly. This new Amazon Go grocery is 7,700 square feet. It opened in late February in Seattle, so I guess a lot of Amazon's beta stuff starts in Seattle because that's where they're based at. But 7,700 square feet is a fairly sizable— That's hefty. Yeah, uh, grocery store. The convenience stores, which are smaller, you know, those are more 500 to 1,000 uh, square feet. Those appear— 7,700 makes it like a super-duper market, doesn't it? And and like and the produce, like, I don't think you weigh it. I think you just buy, like, I want an apple. I'll just pay for the st- static price of an apple. Wow. They are kind of taking this concept up, and the, the Go convenience stores, which have been around since 2019, those have expanded out of 25 locations across the country, including in cities San Francisco, Chicago, and New York. Oh, there's one in New York? Yeah, so you can go yell at it uh, here. Yeah, well, where is it? I want to go right now. Yeah, I think, isn't there one up in Columbus? I know there's a uh, just Amazon walk bookstore. right in there and just take a whole basket full of stuff. Now, and, you know, and, just walk right out. And, and then they'll just extract the money off your cashless credit. I'll go in there with nothing. Or you could just, maybe you could go up there and because people are not getting the human interaction they need, greet people as they leave and enter the store. Hi, welcome to New York. I see you, you know. That's brilliant. May I offer you, you know, some some entertainment suggestions. (laughs) Fluffernutters in aisle three. You know, you, you could really bring the humanity back to this. Yes, I love this. That's a great idea. Proper New York touch. Yes. Yes. All right, so I with I will, my gas mask and yeah. you know my my black outfit, and uh, just let me know where they take you to, and I'll post your bail. <laughs> they tase me first, mm-hmm. of course. Yes. Now on the topic of surveillance, yes. um, Clearview AI. We have talked about them before. It's that face recognition startup with a database of more than three billion photographs from Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Yep. 
They got hacked. Did they really? They did. Wow. Uh, the database, which uh, already riles privacy advocates for its use of scraped images off social media, including <sighs> ones that people have already deleted, yep. it's a popular tool with uh, U.S. law enforcement agencies because they use it for suspect identification. But a Clearview spokesperson said that the hackers only gained access to the company's client lists, the aforementioned U.S. law enforcement agencies mm. and other people. But the servers stuffed full of other people's photographs, I guess, were not breached. Oh. So, yeah, it's just the client list, but, you know, yeah. the, who knows where they're going to go from there. So the real goods, they didn't get the goods, basically. Yeah, they just got who's buying the yeah, goods, exactly. uh, if, if this can be believed. Yes. Um, there was a server, unplanned server error. Yes. Unplanned server upgrade yes. is what it was. Yes. And then and, and there you have it. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Duncan, the round pastry and java joint, formerly no. known as Dunkin' no. Donuts. Thank you. Thank I was going to, you know, because I know right. you do Good. not accept the new I name. I do not. I do not. You, you may like this, though. Uh, they've just rolled out a new menu item that could appeal to, uh, shall we say, carnivorous stress eaters. Oh, really? The company's snacking bacon is just that. It's a <sighs> bag full of bacon for $2.49. The snacking bacon. Time out. Time out. It does not Are we going to go now? Say, no, no, no. It doesn't say plant-based bacon? No, no. This is, this is real is, bacon. Yeah, this is this is legit pig bacon. Yes. All yes. Right. And, and it's branded as Snackin' Bacon. Snackin' Bacon. One order of Snackin' Bacon consists of eight half strips of cherry wood smoked bacon seasoned with black pepper and then wrapped in a, a portable sleeve for snacking ease and efficiency. <laughs> snacking so, ease yeah, and efficiency? Yeah, and, and they didn't want to give you four full strips because those aren't really finger food, you know. It's the yeah. eight half strips. So oh, you've okay. got your, like, your, like flat fries, you know, like little yeah. bacon yeah. bits. And I, I think there's some uh, the, some caramel mixed in with black pepper seasoning uh, oh. to give it a a robust taste. Um, a little sweet and salty. Yes, that savory yes, blend. I like um, that. I like that. And, and they introduced – I think they might have inter- even introduced it. It was the same week as Mardi Gras. I don't know if it was on Mardi Gras or the day after. But snack and bacon is a thing now. See, and snack and bacon doesn't work for me. I'm going to call it snake and bacon. Snake and bacon? Snake and bacon. Yes. It's snake and bacon from now on. Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. And m- might you be going across the street to get some after we finish? Hell yes. I mean, I don't eat pigs, so I, I thought it was a I'll brilliant the, marketing concept. Though. I'll eat the pig for you. Yes, okay? so you can have my order. Of, you. And then I don't get you. the little blueberry munchkins. Snake and bacon from Dunkin' Donuts. Why are they so ashamed of donuts? I don't That's know why. brought them to the dance. Yeah, Duncan. well, That's I think what it's, brought you to the dance. I think they just, they, I think they didn't want to be known just for donuts, and so what they else would they the be donuts? known for? Donuts and coffee. That's it. Yeah, well, well, now they got snack and bacon. They got the meatless sausage. They've got yeah, plant-based uh, meat. No. Yeah, and they've got a couple of other. Uh, I think they introduced, and they're introducing like more flavor coffees and shakes and things. So, so they're trying to diversify a little bit. A lot of the stores around the city have gotten remodeled too. It's not kind of just the dumpy pink and orange, yeah, you know, sad Dunkin' Donuts. They're like hip things, and the coffee bars have like beer style pull handles, and Stop. you get your nitro coffee and Stop. It's very Just fancy. Stop. There's still a, a tiny little retro one down the block from me. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so you go to that but one. They and, better have the snake and bacon. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm sure you will report back uh, if they I do or did definitely. not. Definitely, I will do. I, I will do a review. Yes. I will review the snake and bacon. Yes. If anyone wants to know uh, more about all the things we talked about here in the news segment, you can find it at poptechjam.com. Including a link to the snack and bacon press release. <laughs>
about a hopefully helpful hint? How about it? Now, as we talked about earlier in the show, this is a extremely news-heavy year yes. with the coronavirus, with the election. Hopefully, we'll have the Olympics if they don't get canceled due to the coronavirus. Just Climate change. General life. And all of this news, I mean, we've always had news, and some years have been more uh, hepped up with news than before, mm-hmm. but in recent years, we've got the smartphone push alert and notifications, which have become woven into people's lives. I mean, it's been, you know, five, six years where these have been a thing, but— My phone doesn't stop buzzing. Let me just put it that it way. It is, and everybody from a major news organization to the movie theater who wants to tell you that the tickets for this movie this summer are already on sale, or you've got a coupon to go get some Band-Aids at CVS, all of these places, if you give them permission, will buzz your phone with alerts. And snake and bacon's on sale. So yeah, so you, know, you, you got a buzz you, alert. Well, you go for that one. Uh, maybe not some of the other alerts. True. Some people love notifications. Some people like the traffic and weather ones can be life-saving. So so those are good. A lot of places do tend to use a notification feature just purely for advertising. And maybe those are the ones that you don't want to hear about all the time. Or you just want to turn them off for a while because you're trying to watch a movie or take a nap. And the phone is bouncing around, you know, like it's yep. having a seizure. Oh, yeah. So uh, so here are some few uh, I- ideas of maybe if you want to, to wrangle these notifications I do. Uh, a I little do. bit better. I really better. do. I want to wrangle the um, heck out of them. Step one, you can stop it from the get-go because we're always installing new apps. And one of the things new apps, especially if they're location-based, want is, oh, can you, can you allow me to send you some notifications? And you'll see Boom. this pop up on yep. your installation. Yes, they do. And you can say no then. If, if you know for sure, well, I don't really know why this app would want to talk to me. Um, yeah. It's the weirdest apps too that are asking for it. Yeah, like, uh, no, I don't need to. I don't need to calculate it to send me a push notification. Yeah, and also if they're if they're using location based push, then they're tracking you around cool. on your phone's uh, GPS. So so when when they ask, hey, you know, um, we're new, we're just gonna know each other. Can I send you notifications? You can just say don't allow or whatever the Android yet is. Heck on no. Yes. So, that's so the official that, Android. Heck yes, yes. Yes. So, so that's one way to, to just nip them in the bud. Yes. If you've already installed a bunch of apps and you just all of a sudden notice that hey, I'm getting more notifications because some people have figured it out and they want to buzz me, mm-hmm. or maybe I've you know just really always had them, but now they're bothering me. They're bothering me. You can go in and just prune your settings, and you know this is for phone, tablet, uh, desktop computers get notifications as well. So Android phone, just go into apps and notifications. You can tap the apps icon to get into the app info page. And then when you see all the app notifications there, you can control if you want it to bother you. You can also still get the notifications but not have them pop up. You can just have them collect in like the notification panel or notification list so you can look at them when you feel like it and just go down the list. And uh, so those are the Android controls in iOS 13. You can just tap the button at the top of an app setting screen to allow or disable notifications. You can also go into the notification center area and uh, sort of go through stuff that way. And you can also decide what kinds of alerts. Do I want the banner alert that's right there? Do I want it on my lock screen where mm, everybody can yeah. see it? Too many choices. How do I want to – yeah, so, so Apple gives you – I mean, they're what they, we used to call them granular details of, of how you can control these. Desktop computers, as we mentioned, are starting to get into the notification games. A lot of web browsers will say, this site would like to send you notifications. Do really you want it? Really yeah, and, and you can say, you know, no to that too. Windows 10, the Mac operating system, uh, and even Linux, many distributions there uh, do support notifications now. So uh, to turn those off, 
Windows 10, you just go into the Settings app and select System. That's where you find the Notifications and Actions area. On a Mac, it's the System Preferences and Linux. Uh, check your Help Guide uh, because it will depend on the distribution that you're using. And web browsers will also have uh, their own preferences for even asking if they, you know, if sites can ask you to allow stuff. But Chrome, Firefox, Opera, Safari. All of those now support notifications among many other browsers, so check your browser settings there. If you just want to take a little break, though, like maybe Mm -hmm. I like this, but I'm trying to watch a movie and I don't want this stuff flying up. I'm streaming a video here or I'm so exhausted I need to take a nap and I would like some peace and quiet. The Do Not Disturb feature is actually does just what it says. It's a lifesaver. Yes, Android, iOS, and Mac uh, all have this – I guess they call it to do not disturb Windows uh, because it's Windows. They used to call it quiet hours, but now it's called focus assist. Focus assist. Which sounds like some kind of camera thing. But, it does, yeah. But, but they've got their own variation of uh, controlling the notifications. So in those settings, you can turn everything on or off just like I don't hear anything. You can go through and selectively disable things that you don't want to hear about. You can set a daily schedule. So, hey, don't bother me from 7 o'clock at night till 10 o'clock the next morning because I want to have a social life with my family and and not be getting bannered all the time. Let me tell you something. About an hour after we're done here, Mm -hmm. after I go – right before I go into my snake and bacon-induced coma, I'm going to turn off and I'll put on my do not disturb and take a power nap. Yeah. For about eight hours. <laughs> yes. And if you have enough of, of the bacon, you know, you'll you'll be in a blissful oh, yeah. oh. sugar. Yeah, although it is a lot of protein, but, you know, I think the sugar uh, will, will help. Uh, evens it out. Yeah. It evens it out. Yeah, and just get the decaf coffee uh, <laughs> from the when, when you get them. What's the point? That's not coffee. Well, it gets the flavor without the— uh, I want to get the punch in the neck. That's what the all coffee right. should do. All right. So the, And then you take your nap there. Yes. So— uh, so, yeah, so, so do not disturb. And if you don't feel like drilling down through the settings to get that, you can also get to the do not disturb settings uh, on Android. You know, you just swipe down to get the yep. quick settings box. <laughs> iOS, you know, go up to get the control center and you can tap the little crescent moon icon, which will just automatically toggle on and off. You can also tell your assistant, you know, hey, Siri, turn on do not disturb. Hey, um, Bixby. Oh, and look, Siri just came on. Oh, sorry. Oh. I turned on do not disturb. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> See, she's on it like a bonnet. He's um, on it. Bixby, of course, didn't even move. Yeah. Bixby's like, what? <laughs> what? I'm rested here. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to sleep, Bixby. Yeah. Go to sleep. So anyway, so those are just some quick ways you can can either manually turn off uh, your notifications for just a little while, just turn them all off. I never want to hear from this app again. But it, it, it's all in the settings uh, somewhere or the, the other. It's all and, in the and once That's you turn very- off... That's very poetic. It's yes. all in the settings. It's all go to your settings icon. And another perk you may get from that, in addition to a little peace and quiet, uninterrupted nap time, is your phone's battery may last a little oh, longer a because it's not constantly getting, you Buzzing know. and bleeping and yeah. blinging. Yeah, so so another consequence of, nice. of a good kind there. Like so, so that's been a hopefully helpful hint. I will post a link uh, to an article uh, on this uh, where you can find uh, more information, see some screenshots, get some links right to how to get to the settings for all these Who particular settings. Me. Uh, in my spare time. In your spare time. When you're yes. not podcasting. Yeah. So uh, so 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 that that's a hopefully helpful hint. Um, Triple H. 
Yes, and uh, with a side of bacon. Nice. Um, so I guess we should probably go now. Cause oh, yes. We should thank you, the bros. You have to, yes, we have to thank the bros. And i got to get my bacon on. Yes, you have. <laughs> bacon and bros. Yeah, I'm seriously going to go do that. You yes. Know, I'm going to go buy bacon. It, it it seems to be a very popular item already. But but first, we must thank the bros. Yes, thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. If you think it, they will build it with bacon. Yes. <laughs> and thank you, listeners. Uh, those of you who are perhaps, you know, off to get some bacon yourself now. Yes, of course. Um, we we uh, do appreciate you downloading do. and, and putting up so. with us uh, every time we release one of these episodes. Yes. So until next time, uh, when we're back with more and someone will have his review of the Dunkin' Bacon, <laughs> I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosa. Everyone have a